Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the XRP podcast. I am your host, Andrew, the XRP maximalist. So I want to talk today about a project that exists, well, is set up to exist on ZK Sync. Syncus is a revolutionary treasury-backed DeFi protocol designed to be the cornerstone on ZK Sync. If you've ever been in projects like Ohm or Time, then you would get what this project is. Ohm came from a platform called Olympus DAO, Olympus Decentralized Autonomous Organization, which emerged as a groundbreaking project in DeFi. The purpose of the project was to create a decentralized reserve currency protocol with its native token, which was OHM or OHM. This was during 2020 to 2021 bull run. The concept was to offer a digital currency that was not directly pegged to a fiat currency, but backed by a basket of hard assets like DAI and Ethereum in the treasury. During the period that Olympus DAO and the OM token were active, the bull run of 2020 to 2021, this was a life-changing bull run for a lot of people because tons of innovation happened in the world of DeFi. There were new territories of decentralized finance that were really opened up, and there was a lot of experimentation in the market happening with protocols while they were also live in production as well. So it was a lot of live experimentation. But unfortunately, a lot of mistakes were made and a lot of game theory had not proven to the test of time. And Olympus DAO was unfortunately one of those examples. Because Olympus DAO and Ohm promised high yields on staking that were funded by unsustainable bonding activities and a dilutive staking process which eventually led to Olympus DAO's decline, as the mechanisms just proved to not work long term. It's a hard concept to let go, and clearly the community desires it, hence why the concept re-emerged as time, which is now known as Volta, by the way. The whole issue with Olympus was that they had a couple of issues in growing their reserved-backed currency. You know, they were facing a real dilemma. How do you increase the total amount of OM tokens while also making sure that each one is backed by the treasury? And how would you distribute these tokens? The founder of Olympus DAO, Zeus, is what he called himself, devised an innovative solution. Olympus would distribute new tokens to stakers as the treasury grew, offering a high APY from the treasury surplus to make sure each token was backed by exactly $1. For instance, if there were 100 ohms each worth $1 and the treasury had $200, then the extra $100 would be distributed to the stakers as ohm tokens, resulting in a 100% APY. And if you don't know what APY is, it's just the annual percentage yield of the investment that they would place into the platform or really any investment. Uh, that actually takes into account the effect of compounding interest as well. So using this annual percentage yield or APY, the protocol could actually garner a lot of attention to the token because, you know, if you put your money into this and then you staked it, you would generate an insanely large amount of interest in a very short period of time. However, as the annual percentage yield actually depends on the amount of extra tokens, the amount of extra money that is in the treasury, 
then the treasury would need a way to grow. Which brought up the question for Olympus Dow and everything that stemmed from it, like time. How do you actually grow the treasury? How do you actually put more money in the treasury to, to give out to stakeholders so that stakers continue to keep their funds on your platform? And they're making so much money that they spread the word, the effect spreads into the community and much, much more people want to put their money into this treasury as well and stake with them. Olympus's idea was to use bonds, all right? So the OM token often traded at a premium above its real value due to the demand for the APY. Bonds allowed direct OM purchases from the protocol with the premium acting as a profit for the treasury which was then distributed as yield to the stakers. However, to actually incentivize bonding over just standard market purchases, bond discounts were introduced. So now you could purchase bonds at a discount rate and then sell them on the market and generate a profit. This really didn't make sense because it would just cause the price to crash as bonds could always be bought for cheaper and then sold on the open market. Like they were just begging to give people a free arbitrage opportunity, essentially. So because of this, they had to implement a locking period after staking. As a consequence to all of this, all of this goofiness, really, a flywheel effect occurred. So people would sell bonds in order to grow the treasury. And then after growing the treasury, you would be generating a higher yield to stakers. And since you're now giving stakers more for their money, more money back for what they put in, it increases the demand and more people start depositing their funds and purchasing bonds, which raises the cost of the bonds. But then the bonds would just be sold on the market again, so on and so on. So it would essentially just be like ripping the market up and down, up and down for the OM token. And the whole problem with Olympus's staking was that it was so profitable that the demand for bonds was low. Why bond when you could just stake? Ironically, staking necessitates bonding. Thus, bonding discounts were increased until people were willing to bond. Although a locked period does prevent instant arbitrage, and I've talked about that on other projects that I've covered on this platform, like Proof Platform, they have a two-day debonding period. This is standard in the industry. But this can still lead to price suppression, albeit a little, a little shady. But more importantly, the value extracted through the price suppression was taken from the holders and then given to the bonders. So Zeus explained how this whole mechanism ended up stunting the growth of Olympus Dow and of the Ohm token and created an unstable protocol that ultimately brought about their downfall. It was doomed to fail from the beginning. So Zeus explained on Twitter that it was bonds plus the forking of the actual code for Ohm and the creation of new tokens like Time, which led to its end. He talks about how forks diluted the crap out of Ohm because the supply of Ohm tokens was growing way too fast compared to the actual value in the treasury that was being held. Yet Olympus was stuck giving this discount to bonders in order to keep the yield going because of the fact that the only demand for Ohm in the beginning came from the annual percentage yield. It's crazy because the token that diluted Ohm, which was time, which I already told you is Volta, 
So Ohm got diluted within just seven months after being released to the point where it was just like dead on arrival. It was a dead fish. For time, the token that ripped Ohm apart, it only took seven weeks. So the amount of time for the platform to just crash and burn shrunk by magnitudes. Everybody was expecting the time play to go well after Ohm, so it was inevitable. And I'm sure whatever came after time, which apparently didn't even last long enough for me to remember or even find on Google, didn't even last like seven weeks. I can't imagine it even lasted a week or two, maybe. But most users of the Olympus DAO and the Time platform, they didn't realize that bonds are actually taking your value away as they essentially act as a hidden tax. Most of the forks that copies Ohm's code didn't even understand what they were copying. They were just making blatant copycats and taking advantage of the hype. Learning from the mistakes of Olympus and its predecessors, there is still one, one common truth that holds. Before you reach a significant market share, before this new project that lives on in Ohm's memory, Syncus, reaches a significant market share, then the demand for Sync will actually come from a high annual percentage yield. So they need to give the people who go on Sync and decide to stake their tokens a extremely high annual percentage yield. But as we just learned from the first half of this podcast, the only way to grow and sustain the annual percentage yield is to grow the treasury as well. So the ultimate question for Syncus becomes, how do they grow the treasury? The history has shown that bonds are dilutive and cause issues for holders. However, if you remove bonding, you can't sustain a high enough yield to offer an attractive APY. Investments wouldn't be possible in the beginning and don't sustain a high enough yield to grow the market share of SYNC, which is the native token, by the way. I really should have said that earlier. Liquidity provision is also a low revenue activity. Ideally, they would have a mechanism that captures value from the demand on SYNC itself while not letting it be extracted by third parties. So combining the mechanisms of taxation with Olympus Dow's treasury distribution, they've created a revolutionary new token that will grow its underlying treasury in the most efficient manner. And this will all be happening on ZK Sync. Syncus will introduce protocol taxes for each action, such as buying and selling, using them to fund the treasury in order to produce real yield to stakers. Sync will also fully capture the value of the attention that the token garners, creating a flywheel effect similar to that of Olympus DAO, so it's going to grow really fast as well on an exponential scale. Only this time, it's going to be a more sustainable endeavor. We'll see. Because high yield will generate more demand, which will generate more volume, which will increase the amount of supply in the treasury, which will generate even more yield, and so on and so on and so on. Since Olympus Dow's flywheel effect essentially just started killing itself as soon as it did get more demand, because it didn't necessarily mean there was more demand for bonds, there was just more demand for the super high APY. Instead, Syncus moves in a slightly different direction, as more demand for them automatically means the treasury grows. This makes it far more effective and far more sustainable than the Olympus system, 
which at its height had a $4 billion market cap. So in order to guarantee that each token actually has some value, to put it simply, what Syncus does is they use tax revenue in order to replace Olympus Dow's bonds. So you don't have to buy bonds anymore. Instead, you just get taxed on selling and on destaking. The tax is 15% for selling and 5% for destaking. In order to make sure that the treasury develops sustainably and does not artificially lower the token price to let third parties take all of the profit. In the world of crypto, Ponzi-nomics is just like part of business. But what happens when you have a Ponzi versus when you have an actual protocol with a true flywheel effect, which Olympus Dow tried to achieve and now which Syncus is trying to achieve? The difference between a Ponzi and a protocol with a flywheel is what happens when there's an inevitable dip in growth. Once people start leaving a blatant Ponzi, it's going to cause a rapid collapse. We see it all the time in the world of crypto and people get rug pulled and jaded like crazy. Anyways, once people start leaving a flywheel protocol, however, the same incentives that should have brought people in should once again be reactivated because people are leaving. So people leaving the platform should actually further incentivize new people to join and people who are still in the protocol to reinvest more. So remember when Luna started to collapse, UST holders, they rushed to sell everything because people knew there was barely any liquidity against a large number of the actual deposits placed on the Luna platform. But with Syncus, once people start to leave and exit the liquidity pool, then the yields per dollar of the liquidity pool actually goes up, which attracts new capital into the system. With Syncus, success is determined by the benefits that they give their stakeholders. It's through this strategy that they guarantee that stakeholders will consistently be able to receive a profit and a return that corresponds with the token volume and participation of the protocol, whatever the price volatility is. That means even if the price does increase, but you stake for a long enough period of time, one year should be enough to obtain the full amount of what you've committed to the platform, which can be claimed through the redemption mechanism on Syncus. Additionally, you're guaranteed your safety, and then rather than worrying about the price of Sync on the open market, which may increase because of this feature, and it has, it's grown from a tiny market cap to $31 million today, this concept calls for a change and a shift in the perspective on success, and we need to shift to one emphasizing sustainability. Syncus will make sure that holders understand this by displaying the rewards that have been given out over time, and you can see them on their website, Syncus.fi. I'll have it in the description below, so make sure you check it out. All to provide a more precise and transparent indicator of success on the platform. While the short-term goal for Syncus is growing its market share and generating value for holders, the long-term goal of Syncus is a decentralized treasury-backed protocol. So once Syncus has reached a significant market cap, the treasury is going to make investments in the ZK Sync ecosystem as well. 
This is all to create a real auto yield generating stablecoin on ZK Sync, a token which you would simply hold to earn revenue from, similar to what we have seen with yield generating chains like Blast. So Syncus represents a new era in decentralized finance, one that actually learns from its past mistakes and builds towards a more stable and sustainable future. It stands out in the decentralized finance landscape due to its emphasis on rewarding stakeholders, sustainable treasury growth, and innovative self-marketing mechanics. As the protocol evolves, it's going to aim to redefine what success actually means in the world of decentralized finance. So Syncus did have an IDO, all right? So the IDO for Syncus was on November 25th of this year at 2 p.m. EST 2023. The IDO was completely fair and it was open to everybody. There was no whitelist and it only lasted about five minutes. Unfortunately, I couldn't get into it. I really wish I did. In the five minutes, 188 Ethereum was committed by 276 people at an average of 0.7 ETH per participant. The SYNC team has been allocated P-SYNC tokens valued at $30 million, and these tokens are not a part of the SYNC supply. They essentially function as options contracts, which can then be redeemed for SYNC. The amount of tokens will be based on the price of SYNC at unlock. But until the Decentralized Autonomous Organization produces a proposal for an unlock schedule based on the token's market cap, these tokens are completely locked. So you don't have to worry about the team dumping on you either. The amount of tokens the team will get, again, are based on the price of SYNC when the tokens are unlocked. Keep that in mind. There will be no way for the team to use these tokens to vote on the proposal to actually set up the unlock schedule themselves. It has to be decided by sync token stakeholders. Even though team tokens are a useful tool to line up the team's incentives with the holders before the market, the volume and the market cap can actually support the needs of sync. This also proves as an incentive for the team to actually get to work and set up governance as soon as the token stabilizes so they don't end up like some broke boys working on a project for completely free. The protocol's launch was on December 5th at 2 p.m. with a price of $0.0001 per token. So 50% of the token supply, or 2 billion tokens, actually went to the IDO participants and the other 50% went straight to the liquidity pool. So it's 50-50, 4 billion token supply. If you are interested in Sync and you are interested in a project like this, maybe you've been in some of the projects I mentioned before, then you should check it out. I have plenty of links in the description. You should also follow me on Twitter at XRP Podcast, and I'm sure I'll have some more content for you soon. Anyways, I appreciate you listening. Take care. Be safe. God bless you. <clears throat> so as I was editing this, I realized I actually forgot to mention who actually created the Sync token and the Syncus platform. It was created by a group called Zigzag Labs. They're a group of coders, designers, cryptograph experts, mathematicians, traders, all types of people. 
But basically, they came together as a conglomerate in order to build and scale Ethereum using ZK rollups as a layer two solution. They're fully focused on ZK rollups, and their mission is to help build a decentralized future by producing an entire suite of decentralized products and platforms on ZK Sync and on StarkNet as well. So that's who built Sync. That's who built Syncus. Anyways, take care. Bye.